is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Brought to you by G4 Marketing. Interviews with today's top home improvement entrepreneurs about marketing, sales, money, mindset, and lifestyle. Now, here's your host, Brian Kaskavalsian. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. This is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group. And on today's episode, I have my good friend and very longtime client, Matthew Hausch from Aries Roofing. I've actually been looking forward to this episode for a long time. This has been in the works for for a long time. Matthew uh, is a is a busy guy, and we just couldn't get our our schedules to coordinate. And but he's finally here. So I am going to ask him all kinds of questions, and you are going to learn a ton from this guy. Now, some of you may remember that I interviewed his father, Ari, early in the podcast, I believe. He's one of the first episodes. And after you listen to Matthew, you're going to want to go back and listen to Ari, because this family runs such an amazing business in the Tampa Bay area. There's so much to learn. I could be with them. Well, I've been with them for, we've done a seminar together. Me and your father did a, a workshop together for two days. We had a room full of people and it took two days to go through everything. But Matthew, I'll stop talking now. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Looking forward to it. Let's actually start with, if you don't mind, tell people a little bit about Aries Roofing today. In terms of of uh, let's just talk about in terms of size and scope, like you know how many how many employees, how many jobs are completed, how much you know how many salespeople, if you don't mind. Yeah, sure. Um, so right off the top, um, like last year, just from my perspective, a size of volume, we did just that uh, around twenty million in sales. Um, we're a mix of uh, residential and commercial, but predominantly our focus is residential re-roofing um, and service repair. And then all of the commercial kind of comes from that. I call it boutique commercial, but, you know, we focus on the typically the more affluent re-roofing projects and those people have businesses and, um, you know, uh, rentals, et cetera, et cetera. And then a lot of our commercial come from that. So we don't really go bid and um, bid spec type work. And on that being said, right now we're, we're on average doing about 50 jobs a week, but that's all jobs. So we have, um, oh, let's see, it's around 27 crews. We have seven or eight uh, repair service crews. Um, they're typically a two-man crew. Uh, we have uh, two guys that are by themselves and one crew that's a three-man crew that do all the repair, service, maintenance, and even like smaller flat decks. Uh, that's what the three-man crew does. And then the rest, about 20, um, off and on crews. Uh, but specialized crews, all in-house, um, no subcontracting, no um, 1099 contractors, so we can control the quality and control the process. Um, and then all types of roofing as well. So two metal crews, that's all they do is metal roofing. Two tile crews, uh, tile roofing. We have uh, one main commercial kind of crew that does all the larger flats, but two that it can kind of uh, jump in and, and help with that and Wells handle that. They're kind of cross-trained and then the rest are shingle off and on crews. So that's pretty much, you know, the, the makeup um, of the company scope. 
size, scale, et cetera. Did I miss anything there, Brian? No, that's that's fantastic. Yeah, total employees are we're now just shy of uh we're floating around 185 employees. Wow, 185. It's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot of people. The main thing I I really wanted to focus on and talk about with you is that most of your business comes from your relationships with your customers. Do you have a, a, a number or like what percentage of your business comes from repeat and referral? Yeah, so um, it's growing every year, year after year since we kind of, you know, started the the commitment and changed our, our viewpoint and philosophy and how we were going to business in 2009-ish, 2010. Um, and really, I guess it goes back to the beginning when we started, when we really started getting into, when I got more involved in the business and understanding the numbers and tracking and uh, actually creating a plan, marketing plan, and, uh, et cetera, and everything that goes with that. We looked at the numbers and realized that, let's say, the majority of our marketing spend, our entire marketing budget was um, going after what I call like a, a new client, you know, just whether it be a new neighborhood, new person, new client, uh, you know, an ad, newspaper, whatever it might have been at that time, even internet trying to acquire new people. And then when we looked at actually our percentage of a business, even back then, it was around 60% um, of all our, you know, business in totality was coming from previous customers, referrals, friends, family, you know, that kind of group. Uh, there's a little bit of overlap there. So I was like, this is crazy. You know, we look at our what we're investing into marketing and it's going after the 40%, um, you know, of new clients, new business and 60% of our business um, is, you know, in that group of, you know, referrals and previous customers and such. So we were like, hey, you know, it's the aha moment. We're, we're missing the boat and that's when, uh, um, you know, we partnered up with, with you guys and committed to just investing uh, and there's more to it, and I'm sure we'll circle back to that whole philosophy in a little bit. But we started investing in that, and now over the years, um, some eight, nine years later, we just changed our CRM, so the numbers got skewed. But it's close to 80% of our business now, um, and that term is the you know previous customer, referral, family, friend, etc. Um, that's all coming from that that segment of our business, and we still have a little bit of efforts trying to you know what i what i call it and there's different names with the new client um so to speak but pretty much i mean that's a huge chunk uh it's around 80 percent of all all our jobs all our work comes from that group previous customer referrals friends family kind of a thing yeah so so what was what was really cool about you know when we first met i remember you guys made two really important decisions and we're talking about, you know, we, I, I met you in early 2010. So things were not great <laughs> in early 2010. Your father made the decision that instead of lowering our prices like everybody else, we're actually going to raise our prices. Now, you did some uh, some things to add more value to what you did, but everybody else was going down, but you guys decided to go Risky move, the right move, but a risky yeah. move. And then the other thing yeah. Yeah. was like you just said, you all looked at this and said, we have this relationship with our, our customers and they're the ones that are driving our business. 
why aren't we doing more with them? And so you became very focused and very committed to your relationship with your customer. And absolutely. Yeah, so what I wanted to kind of ask you is in when when you guys first really kind of made those decisions, what did it look like? I mean, what did you do different than you were doing the day before you made that decision? Um, sure. I mean, it was in you know, we made a lot of mistakes like any company, you know, and marketing is like the great experiment testing everything that goes with it, but when we decided to commit to that, I mean, at that before that, you know, we were like most businesses. You look at a, um, I guess, holistically, and then we can dial in granularly. But holistically, you kind of look at a, a job. You look at a sale. You look at it very transactional. You know, there's a lead. There's an opportunity. You go to it. It's a transaction. Get the job. Um, complete the job hopefully hit all the numbers, you know, make your, uh, your margins that you need to stay in business, get your profit and go on to the next one, kind of looking for that next deal. When uh, fundamentally at its core, you know, we said that we're not going to treat the experience of the transaction. Obviously there's, uh, you know, it's still at the core essence. We're doing a roof for someone, but we looked at it as a, um, a relationship instead of a transaction. We wanted to, um, earn the respect, earn um, the, uh, you know, the opinion, earn the, just the appreciation of that, uh, the, the granular transaction, but of the job that we were doing and build a relationship where not only could we do, you know, that repair or that roof for uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones home, but we essentially made a, a friend, a companion, a, a relationship where now they would tell their friends and family and we could have a relationship with all of their extended, you know, relationships. So, and we could do their roof in 20 years, we could do their mom and dad's roof. We could do their neighbor's roof, their friends. So when you at its core, just look at, um, decide to start looking at everything. So transactional, that's where I see a lot of businesses as we were, you just kind of, it's easy to do. You get sucked up in the routine, you get sucked up in the, financial statements and, you know, the numbers and, you know, trying to survive sometimes, um, which we all have moments of that, but you forget if you keep the, the core, you keep your focus on people and people first, um, you know, your, your customers are the, you know, ultimately the focus of that, but your employees, your vendors, um, you know, like Brian and his team, like the people that we work with, you know, are, typically first and foremost our friends that we care about and we care about their well-being and then as a result of that you know everything else kind of lines in place the numbers make sense uh the transactions work and everything flows down so that was kind of the i guess the uh, uh, the defining moment we just if you can articulate it all and it didn't really uh we didn't really know that at that point in time it was several choices but we holistically decided we're going to be relational driven, focus on relationship, focus on people and, you know, let the rest kind of take care of itself. So that to that point, um, you know, once that transaction was done, was done, you know, we really never talked to that person again. We stayed like a yard sign or something, but that was it. So we, we found Brian and his team and G4 marketing. And we said at the very, um, uh, you know, it's what I kind of see see as the backbone of the whole program is the your customer appreciation your gratitude for the uh, you know for the experience and the referrals and everything else that kind of comes from that 
we'd started touching those people, um, sending them newsletters, uh, thanking them, you know, first and foremost, right out of the gate, uh, you know, just giving them a gift, uh, saying thank you. We, we greatly value, uh, you know, the relationship, the experience, the opportunity to serve, to do a job for them. And by just saying thank you and um, giving them a gift and then continuing to touch them and, you know, then at the same point, nudge them that how we stay in business and how we um, operate and continue to do so is by, you know, your referrals and by your telling uh, people about who we are. And, you know, if it was a great experience, they do that naturally. So, um, you know, it's been said, I always like the analogy, it's kind of your customer base is your herd. And if you water them uh, and feed them, they naturally reproduce. So we just, we, the practical day to day is we started investing kind of after the transaction, if you will, after we got a job. Um, and there's, you know, different, a lot of different ways or some other different things we can go into, but just, we just started investing in those relationships and always reminding them and telling them we're here instead of it treating as a transaction. And it was just the one and done. We invested in, um, you know, in that relationship to keep bringing fruit. Yeah, it always amazes me how much as business owner, I'm going to throw myself into this because I've made this mistake in the past and God knows I probably still make it, but I'm more aware of it and I work really, really hard not to, but we focus so much on new, 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 uh, you know, so much on the front end. We spend so much money, especially in this business you know, with lead costs escalating with competition and especially when the economy is good, right? When the economy is good, there's a lot of competition out there. Um, Not as much for you guys, just because everybody wants to work with you. But for most companies, there's just so much competition out there that the focus is entirely on how do we get more instead of why don't we take a little bit of time and effort with the person that just trusted us and why don't we work to develop a relationship so that that job turns into into more jobs? And I, I got to say, I mean, I don't think I've seen anybody do it better than you guys. And and I don't mean to say that to embarrass you or or, or anything. It's just there's so much to learn from how you've treated your, your customer and your customer relationship over the years. And then, of course, there's the results. You know, 80% of your business, if somebody does the math, that's a – it's a lot of business coming from relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's where, you know, in talking with, you know, peers and contractors, friends that a little bit um, here and there in the networking we do is when it gets down to it, they'll look at the the numbers and uh, the math, you know, and they just get cheap, you know, to investing in those customers. In a way, it's, it's a mindset. Look, I already got the job and made some money off of them. I don't want to spend any more money. And it's just, you kind of have to get rid of that thinking and really look at it as an investment like you would invest in any part of your business. I mean, we've just never really counted the pennies when it comes to that sort of thing. I mean, you know, not only with your program, we've we've actually added and, you know, where we the cups and different levels of different things. We give, um, you know, the little copper, you know, all kinds of little thank yous along the way to touch our customers and remind them that, you know, we do care and we appreciate their business. And I think when you do that to a certain extent, kind of the golden, the golden rule, when you give you, you know, you get more in return than you ever imagined. So it's a, it's just kind of getting out of your own way a little bit and just being committed to that. Um, Obviously you can't 
be stupid about it. You have to be somewhat aware of it. But you know, when you look at things, it's sometimes we that transactional a dollar ninety nine versus three ninety nine option. But when it comes to your customers, to a certain extent, I don't think you can overspend. You can you can't outgive them. So it's all it's worked for us, you know, and um, we've kept we've stuck to it and just committed to that and to being grateful and saying thank you and sending gifts and touching our customers. Yeah, let me ask you, you know, one of the things about price is such an issue with a lot of companies and a lot of business owners. You guys are, you know, way at the top of your of your market. I always say it always seems like people are waiting in line to do business with you. Why is it that they'll pay more to work with Aries Roofing? rather than the other guy that sells the same product with the same warranty that's, you know, <laughs> the next town over, that's significantly less money. Why why will they pay you more for the same job? It's not the same, but you know what I mean. The same product. Yeah. I mean, it, um, I think really at the end of the day, it, it, I think it's that relationship um, whole aspect where there, it, which at the core of it, the essence of its trust, you know, there, there's a trust factor that they know our family, they know our culture, they know our character, or at least if we do a well enough job presenting it, presenting the value, that's kind of our story, the, the our heart, uh, you know, and, and the culture and the, the passion for being excellent on all levels, um, all that's conveyed into our people, and then the people deliver that message. They're passionate uh, about delivering that, as all the way down to the installers being passionate about being excellent. You know, we're certainly not perfect, and this, even this whole interview, and you know, I'm humbled to be able to um, to do it and talk. So don't let anyone think that you know, we're we're perfect. We definitely make our fair share of mistakes, but if you're just committed to excellence and um, doing what's right, people they can connect to that passion. They can connect to that, you know, to that trust. And I guess it kind of from, to bring it down to a practical example, it's the same reason on Friday night um, when there's a, a plethora of restaurants you could eat, yet we go to the, you know, to the best restaurants in town and wait an hour to two hours, sometimes, you know, or at least 30 minutes to get the meal that we wanted when there's, you know, McDonald's right down the road where you can get your meal you know, right now, or even a, a subpar steakhouse where you don't have to wait and go. So, you know, people, they always, you know, will gripe or complain and other business. Well, who's going to wait? No one will wait. But to a certain extent, every one of us waits for a good meal uh, because they see value in it at the end of the day. And people will wait for a better experience with a, a, a roofer or a window guy or door guy or whatever it is. If the value is there, it's just our job is to deliver that value, to convey that mass, that message. And I think practically it's just done with, you know, conviction and, and passion and honesty and transparency. And when you do that, people sense it um, more now than ever, I think. And they they want to be on they want to join the family. It's kind of what we said and be in the team. And they know that if something does go wrong, that they'll be taken care of. So I think that's ultimately what they're paying. They just trust that they're going to be taken care of. How much more does trust go up when somebody that you know recommends, go to this roofer, go to this plumber, work with this window company, we did, and it worked out great for us. That's a, that's a, that also, I mean, that adds to that, uh, that whole level of, uh, of trust and, 
you don't have to sell your story as much, yeah. right? When you've already got somebody, their friend or their neighbor or their family member, tell them, hey, this is the company you got to work with. Yeah, absolutely. And I usually add, um, it's kind of, it's kind of great. Um, the brand that we've created, but they'll usually say, I mean, we can read the, you know, the reviews, but something to the effect of, um, Hey, look, I just had a, a marvelous experience or a great experience with Aries roofing. They, you know, I did get, uh, multiple bids. They weren't the cheapest. They were the highest roofer, but it was worth every penny. You know, I had a great experience. I love them. You know, please, you know, use them and, and don't worry about the price. There's something to that effect, the core of the, of the message, you know, out of, eight or nine out of 10 reviews. So they're even telling their friends or family, their neighbors, you know, they're giving that referral and they're even telling them, look, yeah, you're going to pay a couple bucks more, but it's worth it. So right. that's, uh, I mean, I don't know what else you can ask for. No, you Yeah. Because, you know, the bottom line with price is it's price is not only about, Hey, I'm just going to charge as much as I can possibly charge. Price is about, you've got 180 people on staff. You've got buildings, you've got, um, there, it takes a lot to run a company the right way. And I say to people all the time, you know, if your if your overhead goes up, your prices go up. If your marketing costs go up, right. your prices go up. You have to protect your margin. You have to protect your profitability. We're we're not in business to do anybody favors. Um, we're in business to Earn a, earn a profit. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, even which we know that, but it 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 costs more um, one to have the best employees. So if you're attracting high level, uh, you know, the most skilled employees in your marketplace, and you're taking care of them, that costs more. And if you're using um, the best products, which we are, and the best uh, components that go into the system, that costs more. But even more when you just do everything the right way and you're not cutting corners from a, from an overhead administrative perspective when a lot of competitors do it and um, there's significant savings that can be made and so when you but then again most consumers are aware of it they're you know they're not idiots that you can explain that in a very nice tactful way where say look there's real risk um, going with contractors you know especially in our state um, and there's you need to have all those things and to have all those things and do right to protect your best interest in your home where you live and your family resides. It costs, you know, more. It's not that, um, you know, 30 more, three more dollars out of 10 is going in our pockets. It's certainly not the, the case. It just costs more money to do things the right way. Right. And to, to deliver that kind of experience. So, yeah. And that can be conveyed. Yeah. So I, I spoke with, uh, your father about culture and about people. Let's, let's talk a little bit um, about that. It's how do you, how do you instill in your people the idea that, Hey, look, we're all about developing relationships with our customers. How do you, how do you do that with your people? I mean, it's, um, I guess it's from everything from A to Z. So it's it's at our um, the core of our our heart, our mission, our um, 
um, you know, even in our mission statement, I mean, from a, the even on our walls, we have what a customer is when you walk through the office and what they mean to us and how important they are to us. And to, to get that perspective wrong, it's easy to, especially in construction, um, it's so easy to get jaded by, you know, the, the crazies, um, you know, the one or two out of 10 that you get and you kind of group everyone into where people are just a uh, unreasonable and, and rude and everything else that goes with it. But really at the essence of it, there really are, you know, great customers is always going to get those and you can't get jaded by that. So even how we handle um, those experiences and we, every experience that comes in, you know, through teaching our employees and, you know, now we're very fortunate. Um, we have so many uh, great managers and supervisors that know that and uh, understand that and essentially are, extensions of our of our character of what we want um so they've been with us for so long 15 20 years and they work with their people underneath them that everyone knows all the way to the top like it's you know fun, little things like you just walk out sometimes and you'll see a new person that might even have not met or someone on a crew go out and hey look tuck in your shirt or do this or do that you know it's just you know we want to be excellent here where we need to be clean we need to be right it needs to be perfect everything needs to be right and tight so it, i think it's you know it starts ultimately at the top um it's one thing just to say it but you have to kind of live it out so when you're passionate about um people and doing things the right way and and you uh you display that on an everyday um way just from how you handle phone calls to how you handle transactions to how you handle the actual employees um people then believe in it and when it becomes a part of their you know um their core and their belief system they live it out. So I think for us, it just starts with how we treat internally our people and how we deal with our customers. And it's just understood that that's what we expect and that's what we want. And um, people get fired up and we do even practical things of, um, um, you know, inspiring our employees to look for ways to make the experience special. And we have uh, the wall of praise where we put all of the comments on the, um, you know, the wall to try to inspire the, you know, the team to, do little things to go above and beyond and make someone's day and uh, make moments special because at the end of the day, roofing's not really sexy and a lot of people can do roofs and they're expecting the roof to look good and they're expecting the roof not to leak. So we have to do something um, outside of that to really make the experience special, you know, whether it's take the trash cans up for the customer at the end of the day or go above and beyond and cut a tree limb, you know, whatever it is to try to find those little moments that you can make yourself, um, you know, unique and special and show a little uh, simple gesture of gratitude and, and just care about, you know, it's not just the job. It's not just the transaction that we care about the long term, the relationship. So when you um, start to the top, it goes through and you find little ways to do that and incentivize the team, incentivize your people um, to get uh, to have fun with it. And then then they kind of do the rest. People are pretty amazing when you um, when you just give them a chance to shine. That's what I what we found. Yeah. Well, and you guys do you guys do an amazing job of it. Well, look, I'm uh, I, I'm looking at the clock here, and I, I I appreciate you you taking the time out. Um, if I could just say, for, you know, for for uh, take this last minute or two, you know, um, I, I I always say, you know, you want to model success. You want to look at companies that are really doing. Uh, an amazing job at whatever you're trying to learn. And there, the models are out there. Um, 
this is a company, I mean, I use you guys a lot to show people, hey, look, if you really make these commitments to your customer relationships, look at what could happen to your business. And it was it's right. nice to hear you talk about gratitude and how important gratitude is in giving. Um, I hope it's okay if I say this, Matthew, but mm-hmm. you know, a year ago, I don't know what it was, a year or so ago, you came to me and you said, Hey, I wanna put this, I wanna, I wanna do more. I'm not gonna say what it is, but I wanna do more with the thank you gift that we're sending to our customers. And they spend more money on their gift to their customer than any other client that we have. And it just goes to show just how important it is and how they walk the walk. And what is it? Walk the walk, talk the talk, all of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Close enough. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is that with the whole thing with keeping in touch and with referrals is month after month. Without fail, month after month, the communications are going out. The newsletters are going out. The thank you cards with the checks for, hey, thank you for referring us, month after month go out. And we write more checks for you, by the way, than anybody else um, that we work with, any other client we work with. You know, we know why, because you're getting a a huge amount of your business from, from referrals. But anyway, I just I, I, I thank you so much for for doing this. I appreciate the friendship that the Cascavalsians have with with the Houses. Um, I appreciate them as as clients, but I'm also always impressed by the way that they do business and as a family how they they work together. So uh, Matthew, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, we will be talking soon. I and everybody that's listening. I hope you got a lot out of this episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. I'm really trying to help you all think about the future and think about what your business can do for you. Part of what I'd like to instill in all of you is really get a focus on developing your customer relationships because when the economy turns, this is not the only reason and this is not doom and gloom talk, but when the economy turns, as we know it always does, Companies like Aries Roofing are not really going to feel it because they have that base of customers that is going to support them regardless of what's happening in the economy. If you don't have that relationship with your customers, your business is at risk when things do change. So this is Brian Kaskavalsian with G4 Marketing Group, and this is the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Until next time. All right, so that's it for today's episode of the Wealthy Contractor Podcast. Let me ask you, did it help you look at your business in a new way? Did it spark an idea or ideas you hadn't thought of before? Do you have a list of action items that you can take and implement into your business or your life today? I really hope so. Now, before you go, make sure you subscribe to the Wealthy Contractor Podcast so you get access to the latest episodes as soon as they're available. We're always striving to provide you with great content so you don't want to miss what's coming up. And a favor. I'd really appreciate it if you'd go to iTunes and post a review of this podcast. Let us know how we're doing. 
The Wealthy Contractor Podcast is brought to you by G4 Marketing Group, where we help contractors of all kinds create customers, keep customers, and multiply their customers and profits. If you're interested in reaching new levels of success for your company, visit www.gfourmarketing.com or just call us at 305-856-8788 to schedule your free, no obligation, wealthy contractor strategy session. Now, during this strategy session, we're going to look at eight key performance factors in your business and we're going to help you uncover opportunities for growth, for leads, for sales, and for profit. And finally, we started the Wealthy Contractor as a resource to help you, the home improvement entrepreneur, regardless of where you are on the wealthy scale, get where you want to go. We want to provide you with the motivation, the confidence, the resources, and the tools so you too can live the life of the wealthy contractor. Now, the wealthy contractor is a place where it's okay for you to want it all. In fact, it's not only okay, it's encouraged. So until next time, this is Brian Kaskovalsian with G4 Marketing. Group.